That, of course, was uh, America by Simon and Garfunkel. It leads us into our long-form interview tonight, which is a follow-up to the recent visit to the United States by our reporter, Carolyn Jasinski, and specifically how she travelled, why she travelled, and who paid for her trip. Last week, I took issue with the influencer culture, in particular those who suggest it's easy to be a travel writer and travel the world for free. You've got free flights, hotels, meals, drinks. In fact, being paid just to turn up. However, this scenario is not realistic for 99% of people. It's a very small number of people with the celebrity status who can achieve this. Even professionally qualified and experienced journalists do not get to enjoy a permanent roving global holiday as some on the internet would have you believe. So I asked Carolyn to detail who paid for what on the trip she was invited to take to a travel industry conference and to visit various tourism organisations in three different states of America. Okay, folks, well, last week, yours truly got up on the mount and delivered a sermon about influencers. I'm no fan of theirs. They may be no fan of mine. That's okay, and I don't apologise for coming from a background in journalism to take the position I do here at Travel Writers Radio that we're not about influencing. We don't want to be paid for doing uh, a story, even for turning up, wearing something, smelling good. You know, it's to us, it's all about, is this a human interest story? And I'm afraid I'm a little critical of not just influencers, but those marketing people who will happily tick a box because an influencer comes to them and says, I've got 100,000 followers on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or somewhere else. And so never mind the quality, feel the width. They may all be hopeless, but I've got this number and it says so. Now, we don't know whether they bought these followers, which is possible to do. Anyway, I said last week that we'd get someone along who can disprove the well-held and often publicised internet story that says come and join me you can write yourself into a stupor you can get free meals free hotels free aircraft tickets free rides on ships you can get it and you can just roam the world and i'll tell you the secret well the secret is there is no secret this has been happening for years journalists with a legitimate job to go and get stories of interest and take photos that are going to work and publish them in quantifiable newspapers, magazines, maybe not as many of them exist anymore, but there's still people out there making a living. One such person is Carolyn Jasinski. She's on the line. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Hi, Craig. Now, you haven't haven't turned influencer on me over the weekend, have you? (laughs) Look, I like to think that I influence people, but... uh, You probably do. You influence me. I'm just trying to think in what. (laughs) I'm I'm remembering. Uh, I hope that I come... come at the the whole uh, storytelling industry, the media industry, from a uh, background with credentials and... Well, you do. Yeah. You were one of the most senior people in News Limited in Adelaide, editorial people in News Limited in Adelaide, with great responsibility there. You opted out of that job, and I can understand why. We won't go into that at the minute, but no, you get lots of work. You clearly have credibility, you publish your stories in lots of places, apart from 
sharing your stories here with the listeners on Travel Writers Radio. So I just wanted to blow the myth about this freebie. It's freebie central. Tell me about your recent trip to the US, which we have discussed on air, but not the detail as to who paid for it. So did you, was that a big freebie? Oh, definitely not. No, well, no, no. Why no, did you I, go if you had to pay? Well, I was invited to go to the IPW conference mm-hmm. in Orlando, and it was an opportunity to meet, um, make connections, meet travel boards and PR people and marketing people um, who looked after places in the States. Um, so it was it was a real privilege to be invited to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said yes, but that meant I had to get there. So my conference... Um, place was paid for and my accommodation was paid for in Orlando. Right. But I had to get to the States. So that costs a lot of money, but to me it's a business investment. Right. It's something where, you know, I've got a lot of networking here in Australia and haven't really got much in the States, to be honest, especially over the last few years with COVID and everything. Mm. So I just sat back and thought, well, you know, I'd love to go and do this. Now that we can travel again, I'd love to see the States and see what there is to explore. Um, Can I afford to pay to get to the States? So the answer was yes. So you had a board meeting at home? Yes, very understanding husband. Um, You must have. You did well. (laughs) But he he knows the work that goes into building the business and he said look you know it's a great opportunity go yeah. spend the money so. all right so can i be personal and ask how much you spent and what you spent it on you can i spent it cost me thirteen thousand one hundred and seventy dollars which is the US principally trip. airfares is it well it cover that that covers uh flights to the u.s and yep. within the u.s yeah um, all sorts of things like visas covid tests Hotels at um, necessary stopovers, uh, yeah. incidentals like taxis, car hire, uh, and the insurance and fuel that goes with that. Powered sites for a motorhome, for a caravan park, um, and that that alone was like two hundred US a night. Right. So if anyone's thinking, well, a powered site's not going to cost much, well, in the Florida Keys, two hundred US. That a is night. expensive, it seems to me. But anyway, you know, it's supply and demand, and they are very popular vehicles over there. So, That's but right. you, in your in your mind, you'd already worked out that you could sell that because you have experience in that in that industry sector in the media. Yes. Um, you also have experience in um, working for News Limited, obviously. So, yeah, a story about um, uh, Florida or Florida Keys or other states of the US will be of interest to Australians because a lot of them travel over there uh, every year. So you've sort of worked out in your mind that um, I guess you didn't initially expect it to be quite that much, though. Would I be right? I honestly had no idea. Right. How much it was. So he gave you a blank cheque. Your husband's a nice guy. (laughs) I better come for a loan. Well, it came with the reassurance that I would work my butt off to to pay it off. Yeah. And, you know, like that. When you mentioned News Corp, yes, I write for News Corp and a whole heap of magazines and publications. So the idea is to come up with stories while you're away that you can then target to different publications. And you can't sell the same story twice. No. Oh, absolutely not. No, mm. you, you can, or pictures. You have to. No, you can sell the same 
destination in yeah, three if, different ways. Yeah, like. so that's where, as a journalist, you have, I believe, you have an advantage, a fair advantage, because of all the time you put in. Uh, you've got an advantage in being able to discern elements of a story about a particular destination that will differ in one way or other to match the target audience of the publication you're pitched at. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So you spent 13... Were you getting any of this back? Yes. Anyone sort of say, look, you you pay for it because, you know, you're Johnny on the spot with your checkbook um, and we'll reimburse you? Yes. So part of the the conference, part of it, no. I had to organise... Um, I had four days spare in Orlando, so I organised a motorhome hire. That, that The idea for that one was that um, I would get the motorhome for free, and I put that in inverted you know, quotes, because mm-hmm. it wasn't actually for free. But instead of writing a story for that one, I had to provide 30 high-res photos. Okay, well, that's... Um, so that's payment, but it's... Sure. In, in, except instead of having to come up with the cash... Um, you know, I said, absolutely, I'd love to provide photos. That turned a little bit hard because that's when I got COVID and couldn't do much. <laughs> a lot of stuff shot through the uh, Venetian blinds. <laughs> well, I, look, it, it turned out really well in the end. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I was panicked a little bit for that one. But yeah. the, on the other side of that, had that not worked out, I would have just paid for the motorhome. Yeah, okay. So, you know, the, the the end result is, well, yes, I've got a contract to deliver this um, package, whether it's content or photographs, um, and had I not been able to do it, I just would have paid for right. the motorhome. Okay. So, you know, that one worked out. So, yes, so hmm. in terms of getting stuff reimbursed, the idea was that for the car hire, for example, after Orlando, um, I flew to Wyoming and Montana, and I was doing a road trip, but they offered the Montana tourism um it's actually the great american west they paid for the car hire but i had to pay for it up front so they reimbursed reimbursed me now just to explain to the listener uh you didn't turn up in orlando or get all this offered to you there you'd actually met a lot of american uh industry people here in australia at an event in sydney called imm correct Yes. yes yeah so I had contacts in Australia and I said, um, I'm going to the States, I'm going to IMM. Is there anything you need covered over there? Um, and and it turned out, you know, people were saying, yes, when you're in the States, please come and do this. Mm. So that's where I think your credibility and your reputation sort of comes into it. And mm. But that's just the start. So, you, okay, there's an invitation from there. Hmm. You have to take that invitation and then create a story and then pitch that to publication. Before you leave. Absolutely. And, and probably before you 100% accept the invitation. Yes. I, look, I accepted the invitation. With a caveat or something, on yeah? On the premise that, yes, I, I will now go and pitch. Let me see if I can sell a story. Yeah. So then I, I did. I sold the story. Went back to the PR people and said, I've got a story in this publication. Does that suit? And they said, yes, that'd be lovely. Um, and, and that's the starting point. And I think as a freelancer, um, PR and marketing people know that that's the minimum. Because as a freelancer, the more you can sell, the better off you are, obviously. Yeah. So that, but, but that one story was enough to cover the cost. It gave them good return on investment. Right. 
So. Okay. So um, you're not a celebrity. You haven't been on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here or Love Island or um, <laughs> no. Prisoner or any of those shows that might give you instant sort of recognition and, and cash in the claw to turn up somewhere. That doesn't no. happen. I might be a legend in my own lunchtime. You are. You're definitely it. that. You're definitely that. But, I mean, the game has changed too. I must say to you, you know, I've been writing travel for quite a few years since the mid-90s and almost, well, I can't think of a case in which I paid for a trip overseas that somebody wanted me to cover for the magazine I was writing for because this was a magazine, very specific talked about events, conventions, incentive uh, stuff. I still write for them. And so Malaysian tourism and Thai tourism and the Philippines and Dubai, they said, said, you know, please send us a reporter. We want them to cover this event or cover this series of activities or find out about the new hotel development here or whatever, whatever. But in the last sort of since the pandemic, the, the purse strings have tightened, haven't they? And um, I, I they, guess they this have. is the way they've tightened in the sense that, well, you get over here, we'll, we'll give you plenty of stories, but you're going to have to get yourself here. Caroline Jasinski is speaking with Graham Kemlo about the accountability of influencers, when it's possible for some to have or even to buy fake or spam social media followers. We'll, we'll give you plenty of stories, but you're going to have to get yourself here. That, yeah, that's one way. Oh, look, I think the tightening of the purse strings is a good thing because in the olden days you used to get invited, come and come for a trip over here and then hopefully you would write a story for them. Now, that was just outrageous and but while it was lovely, um, didn't happen to me very often because I came into the industry when it was always already changing. But I think there needs to be accountability right from the start. I agree. Yeah, there's a gravy train there for a while, I've got to tell you. Yeah, so so what we're doing now, I think, is the way it should be. Mm. You know, I get offered trips, but I can't take a trip unless I've got a commission. Some people don't require a commission. There's not, not many of them anymore, but some mm. people will say, look, we trust you. We know you'll get a story, but I can't do it. I, I, I can't stand that little guilt thing sitting on my shoulder. Um, so I won't go on a trip unless I've got a commission already mm. um, I mean I had an instance where I was taken on a trip overseas I won't mention where I don't want to embarrass the people um, at the time but I sold a story based on what they'd led me to believe I would experience which was an indigenous experience an indigenous travel experience right, right. they never provided it oh I never wrote the story yeah not that story I wrote I wrote some, a couple of other stories. But, you know, that's, a, that's an unusual example where for all sorts of reasons, it, you know, it was never, it on, the, was never on the agenda as far as I could work out. And oh. yet that was what I clearly said, I, uh, you know, yes, I would accept that as, uh, as an experience that was interesting and different and timely as it turned out. Anyway, yeah, that's just a by-the-by uh, situation. And... Um, that doesn't happen all the time. In fact, what's more likely to happen is that if you are a professional journalist, you've been around long enough, you will see something on the way that makes a story that wasn't in the original yeah. brief. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so inevitably they get more 
than than they asked for in many ways. So yeah, I think that's interesting. Uh, but but that's, so that's you've never been paid just to turn up. <laughs> no. <laughs> but isn't that what influencers get now? Isn't that what their great claim to fame is? And what I they say on the net, you know, you you can do this and you can do that. And I think some, I, I think it falls into a couple of uh, categories. I think there are some influencers who get paid to do things like they might demand that you know, yes, I'll come along on your on your trip. Um, I, here's my daily fee, and I find that outrageous. But you know, I wish I had the magic formula. To, uh, you know, to make a happen. Well, I suppose if but they're missing out on a daily fee back home because they've got people there that they, you know, work for, they're going to be looking for something to, you know, fill a hole. Oh, I guess. I honestly don't... I find it hard to believe, though. I mean, you know... I don't know how it works, to be honest. Some, some, are, some are paid to be there and do it. Some are, uh, are quite legitimate. They're, you know, they're journos or photographers or people who go along and they have a big following as influencers and I think that those people who have the credibility they can do a wonderful job you know if they're a specialist in their field um, and and they have a following that is engaging with their posts for example I think it's all more to do with the engagement rather than um, the number of followers you have yeah but the public don't know that this is where I have a I have a challenge with the whole thing. I reckon there's a bit of a disconnect between, uh, you know, what what the public might believe somebody has in terms of a following and who those followers actually are. Were they bought? You know, and if, you, if people don't believe you can buy a following, then I just Google it, you know? Uh, well, you, you know, you it's, it's I, doable. I, you can. You can definitely buy followers, but I don't know how many influencers do that. I've got no evidence of that or, you know, I haven't heard of anyone in particular who's done it. But my question comes about where how do, how do you scrutinise? So if an influencer, for example, has 100,000 followers, is there a way for marketing people and PR people to say, well, what are the what are the statistics? Where are your followers? You know, if if you've got a a travel influencer whose following is you know eighty percent bought from you know fake followers, robotic followers from a third world country, those people aren't going to be able to afford to buy tickets to whatever they're trying to sell. I mean, there's an interesting example in the media recently with Elon Musk and Twitter. You know, he's trying to back out of a $1.4 billion deal to buy Twitter because it's become apparent to him, allegedly, that too large a proportion of the the people on the platform are not real. Uh-huh. They, they are bots or, you know, whatever. Now, I don't make any judgment call one way or the other. I do use Twitter. The radio show is a Twitter account. I have a personal Twitter account I pub- I'm, I'm, I'm hopeless at social media to be honest with you I, I have it's well known on my site I say I'm like a drunk in a tumble dryer I don't understand where I'm going <laughs> but I'm just going through the motions and uh, you know uh, but I think the problem I find is the lack of authenticity this whole younger generation is meant to be uh, re- requiring authenticity 
But I just feel like, well, if you're happy to listen to somebody whom you know has been paid to turn up, and then you know they've been paid to say nice things, well, if you give enough people enough money, they'll say whatever you want them to say. And, you know, do you still regard that as an authentic transaction that you've been unwittingly um, sucked into? Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard thing because people could say, like, as a travel writer, that I get I get freebies, and I get asked this all the time. So, you know, I might be on a on a trip, and they say, "Oh, you know, did you have to pay for this?" I said, "Well, no, I'm hosted." I say, "Oh." Well, we normally declare that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we'll say Carolyn flew Malaysia Airlines to wherever, wherever, yes. and uh, yep. she ate at Freddie's Knock Shop, you know, free of charge or whatever the story was, but. To be honest, it's not going to influence what you write, what you say, how you relate that story back to me. No, I think it's a really important part of any story, though, is that you declare if you were hosted. Yeah, or but not. they but they don't do it because it's just assumed they were. Yes, well, I think it's you know? probably something that needs to be said. I, th- I think it is taken for granted that if an influencer is doing something, that they've got it for free. And is there a code of ethics among the influencers? There certainly is a journalism code of ethics in Australia. If you're a member of the Australian Society of Travel Writers or the US Society or the French Society, you know, you're expected to declare where there could be a potential conflict of interest. It's a potential conflict of interest we're concerned about because if you've got to the conflict of interest stage, then you shouldn't be delivering a story that people would think is unconflicted. Yes. So, look, to put in slight perspective, I went to Switzerland this year. Now, I could have written a story about how amazing it is to ski down the slopes and do all that sort of stuff, but I don't ski. Well, I don't ski well. Yeah. (laughs) So the story I wrote was, I wrote numerous stories, but one of them, for example, was Switzerland for non-skiers. Yeah. Can you still go to Switzerland and and have fun if you can't and just drink yeah <laughs> eat cheese and chocolate yeah and, yeah and so and I yodel had, i had so much fun yeah just being myself i didn't feel like i had to no, i think pretend. that's great about you. you're always yourself i mean that's the fantastic thing about you well i i just take the mickey out of myself the whole time which yeah. is if you can't laugh at yourself you're in trouble well that's right that was carolyn chesinski speaking with graham kemlo The bottom line, Rita, is that Carolyn was happy to invest more than $13,000 on this trip on the basis that she had commissions for stories from editors and would be reimbursed some of that money. That she would also sell at least three stories, which she has done, but she's actually still out of pocket about $3,000 and working to sell some other stories. Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.